Welcome to the Inglorious Blasters Podcast, a Star Wars Legion podcast talking anything and everything glorious or inglorious about the game. My name is Corey, and with me today is John and Brendan. How's it going, my Womp Rats? Going good. Happy to be on. No, I'm, I'm okay with that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good to hear. I'm not quite two meters tall, but, you know, close enough. Close enough. I think I'd much rather be a womp rat than any of the other insults I gave. <laughs> so far. At least they can be, uh, you know, compared to exhaust ports. <laughs> Alrighty, today on the podcast, everyone, we got some fan mail again. Woo! That's exciting. Hooray! And then... And then we're going to be doing our Glorious versus Inglorious debate on Pathfinders. I'm going to have Inglorious, and then Brendan is going to have Glorious, and John will be our judge today. So stick around, should be a fun one. Uh, with that, Brendan, how about you read our fan mail? Yep, so we've got uh, an email from Liam. Uh, and you know, firstly, Liam's thanking us for doing our podcast he he binged us all in the past couple days so uh he's definitely a newer listener and we thank him for listening uh he's got a couple questions for us and we'll go uh one at a time here so first question is he's considering starting shadow collective and doesn't know where to get started and what's good for this current meta um i mean jury's still kind of out on shadow collective in my opinion uh, uh, and what is good we've seen people do pike spams where it's basically just all pikes and maybe maul or gar saxon thrown in there we've seen people do buses with swoops we've seen people do buses with black suns there's even been some people who have done basically nothing but black sun i mean i think anything's wide open so as for how to get started um if you don't have anything at all i think minimum to get start is maybe get three of the starter boxes for the shadow collective because then you have three pikes and three black sun and three mandalorians as well as maul and rook cast that's what i was going to suggest actually just get three of the starter set and see what you like from there do you like um more speedy mandos that have like better saves you can also consider picking up gar saxon i think he's a really good commander um, that compel keyword with the pikes usually helps out a lot um, if you don't have the capo in the pike squad because uh, they are a courage one unit so if they get one suppression and they don't rally that off it really helps out your uh, pike gun line so that's another suggestion i have it just um it just depends on how you like to play do you do you like jedi or like uh, force powers then maul is definitely a monster in that faction so that's that's probably my go-to <laughs> Yeah, I think three starter boxes is the right number, and then throw in Gar. Just about everything in there is pretty good. Like, we've seen Black Sun list do good. We've seen Pike Spam list do good. I think uh, Maul Pikes would probably be my favorite if I had to choose one, but that might just be personal preference. So I think right now it's pretty open-ended as far as Shadow Collective go. And then I'll also add, if you really like the idea of dropping off black suns from a bus go ahead and get a bus <laughs> you're gonna have a great time or even use it to drop off maul i mean either way he's already, he's already starting with a wound doesn't hurt to give him some armor <laughs> that's right 
and then he's also wondering about uh if the republic is going to get their uh you know he wants our thoughts on uh the republic getting their own e-webs like in the clone wars tv show um i i would love one personally just just so we can get some more units in the game i feel like that's an easy ad they already have like the mechanics kind of yeah the Clone Wars factions don't have any emplacement troopers yet, so it would be nice to see something get released, whether that's something like an E-Web or an FD Cannon or some new core options that also have you know, the detachments, like we've got the Mortars and the Mark IIs in the, Clone, in the Civil War faction. So it might be nice to see them be matching the civil war factions with having emplacement options yeah i think the emplacement options would provide some nice fire support platforms i wouldn't or i couldn't see them doing a surge to crit like the e-web because then i think that creates all kinds of uh possibilities from like z6 emplacement surge crit uh situations that you could set up um but who knows because cody is gonna open the doors to that um with being surge crit and even the isps if you do the uh the pilot on there you can get surge crit during a fire support so i guess it's a possibility um right now the i was thinking about this the atrt with the rotary cannon would probably be the most similar thing to an e-web like if you just chill and aim shoot using it as a fire support platform um but it'll be interesting to see what they do there's not a whole lot of gar releases in the near future that we know about so i am i am open to anything and everything that they're willing to give the faction yeah definitely Uh, and liam also goes on to say he's uh currently a republic player even though he's interested in getting into shadow collective um and he's also wondering how best to use the infantry support platform for the republic Uh, i personally have it in the box still covered in plastic uh, and I have yet to play against it, but I like the idea of the ISP. Um, it, it If you can get a good table and good shots off, I think it's very good, especially with the one pilot that gives it surge to crit for fire supports. Uh, if you're big into fire supports playing Republic... I can see a one of in an army being good, but not a not a double heavy list. I, I don't think it would work out so well. Uh, but I, I'm waiting to see somebody do something crazy with it because I don't think it's seeing a lot of play in general. That's my thoughts too. It's not seeing enough play at the moment to like see some of the potential. But I think it. I think it's got potential for sure. I think you could definitely set up some good fire supports it's just i'm not a republic player so i have to refer to john john have you played any games with the isp uh so i did play one game with it just in my kind of packs play testing that i've been doing with trying different force users and different units that i are i've kind of left unexplored up to this point um so i did a anakin padme uh two clone heavies, two pikes, uh, pike capo, and ISP with beam. So if you count the three shots with beam, if you can line it up, and then the uh, phase one heavies and the pikes, you had seven range four shots. 
Um, I did not get to do the best play testing because I had a uh, a early uh, mis misjudge movement for Anakin, which uh, allowed for him to be shot by a number of units, followed by panicking off the board. Uh, <laughs> Might as well call him Panikin. Oh. Yeah, that was pretty much ah! game over. <laughs> but uh, oh, man. I think if you're going to do the ISP, you have to pretty much be um, going after a, a full-on fire support list. Um, I think one is the right number. I don't think you want two. As far as the weapon options... I like the beam. I think the problem with beam is it doesn't fit into the meta right now. Um, the two red, two white, you're probably going to get 2.5 hits is the math on it. So everything being in heavy cover or all the pike spam, rebel DLTs with situational awareness, you're just, you're pretty much, if you get a crit, great. But otherwise, you're just kind of pushing out suppression. Um what is the the blaster cannon? I don't think you want to be at range three with this thing. I definitely think you want to explore the range four options. So, I think the way to go is the uh, the missile pods with the four red and doing kind of like a, a whole fire support themed army. Um, one that I kind of quickly threw together would be two clone commanders. So you're going to get two sources of directs. So you're going to have a lot of face ups. Uh, Padme, just so that she can generate shareable tokens. R2-D2 to keep the thing healed up. Uh, four Phase 1s, two with RPS, two with Z6. Uh, a Bowcaster Wookiee with O-Push and Tenacity. And then the ISP with the Missile Pods, the Pilot that grants you the Surge Crit on the uh, Fire Supports, and then Link Targeting Array. That comes in at 789, so you've got a pretty substantial blue player list um and kind of the idea is you would throw uh face-ups on your rps's or your z6s i kind of like the two rps's because then what you can do is almost like an alpha strike you could either do the the full boat of four red with the fire supported rps or you could even split fire them with gunslinger and then fire support each shot so you can set up some pretty crazy like alpha strike situations and with Padme being in there to just keep the thing dodged up and all the shareable aims from Exemplar, you can really kind of cripple your opponent early, which is what I think you need to do with the thing. Um, and it was kind of cool that I had enough points to then throw in a squad of Wookiees, so if anything's getting past you or, uh, or going to flank you, the Wookiees are there to intercept and potentially get two whacks at them if, uh, if Padme has... Um, the shareable standby. So I think it, it allows you to do some really cool ranged fire supports, but also you have a little bit of a melee hedge with the Wookiee Warriors in there. So that's kind of where I see it fitting in personally. Nice. That sounds like a lot of fun. It does. Uh, I got to say two things, though. Um, number one, I, I can't wait to see how much the ISP potentially could get a buff when Cody comes out. Uh, because we don't know his command cards yet, but he's got direct vehicle, so it'd be nice to always have a command on it if you decide to play an ISP list. Uh, the other thing is, 
a little bit of a gripe, not about the ISP, but about the beam keyword in general. Uh, I would like to see it get standardized because currently uh, only the Empire has a beam weapon that has blast. And meanwhile, all the other beam weapons have to deal with cover. Uh, I, I think Empire. that it should be, <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love the fact that the Empire's got it in Blizzard Force with overwhelming barrage. But I think that beam should be standardized across the board to probably have blast. They don't have a lot of dice in the attack. Uh, and maybe if you do some other thing, like you can't fire support a beam attack, it, it could be interesting. I know you can't fire support the second of the beam attacks, uh, or you know. but I, I think that beam should be standardized and probably have just blast on it in general across the board. In the current meta, I think beam is not so great, um, unless it has blast, because inevitably... Things are going to be in heavy cover. That's always the case. So when you have such a small dice pool and you're going to shave two off the top, you're pretty much like you're hoping for a crit, but a lot of times you're just putting a suppression down. And so if you're going to spend, you know, 100 plus points on a unit, uh, you want to at least feel like you can do some reliable damage. Um, so to put blast on it, that would be pretty sweet. I think that would instantly kind of fix some of the problems um and then a points reduction i think would would make sense as well i mean if you give it blast i think it's it's good with that at that point because it's throwing out two four die attacks because i mean it, it, we the another major means of beam is on the saber tank and that is only two dice it's beam two but it's still 30 points it hasn't gone down. That's way too expensive. <laughs> there are now, much if better you put blast options. on there, but if it's got blast on there, I'm kind of cool with keeping it around there because then you're getting off six dice at, that are all red because it's got beam two. Right. At that point, it becomes an easier pill to swallow. It's like, okay, sure. Yeah. Let's pretend all the pike dodges are gone. And then now suddenly you got six dice coming at stuff. You still yeah. have to deal with dodges, but you know. But yeah. At least you're getting through the cover automatically. Very cool. Appreciate the fan mail, Liam. Hope you do. Yes, uh, hope you continue you. to listen and uh, enjoy our podcast. How about we move on over to our debate today? What do you guys say? Sounds no. like a plan. <laughs> Brendan says no. <laughs> I mean, full full uh, full transparency to the listeners. I am not prepared, so we'll see how this goes. That's okay. Neither am I. It's going to go great, Brendan. <laughs> How about you tell the listeners about... That's how I 90% of my life is unprepared, so... <laughs> Brendan, how about you tell us about what the Pathfinders could do with their unit card? Yeah. So, Rebel Pathfinders. They are special forces for the Rebels, surprisingly. It's not like it's in their name. Um, they're a trooper <laughs> unit. One health per model. Two courage white defense die they surge to attack and defense they have a range one to three blaster the a300 blaster rifle which is two white dice and unarmed for melee they have one black die they have danger sense three dauntless and infiltrate and they can take a heavy weapon a training upgrade a comms upgrade a gear upgrade an armament upgrade, 
and grenade upgrade. Their armament upgrade is free, so if you're not taking it, shame on you. Um, it's the A300 long range config or A300 short range config, deciding depending on which side you choose. Uh, long range is range one to four, a single white die, and you can reconfigure it. So when you recover, you can flip it over, uh, and then you can get the short range config, which is range one to two, one red die, and same thing, you can reconfigure it. Their heavy weapon upgrade options are both unique. There's Pal, who has two health, range one to four. He shoots a red and a white die. He becomes the leader of the squad, and the squad gains Inspire One. And then Bistan, who also has two health, has a range one to four gun that's one black and four white that exhausts and the gun has impact one and ion one. The squad itself is 56 points, Bistan is 28 points, and Pow is 20 points. Awesome, thanks for that. Um, so just really quickly, just for the listeners, if you guys don't know how this works. Um, so obviously Brendan is gonna have Glorious, uh, and then I'm gonna have Inglorious for the debate. So we may be prepared three points, or maybe we just are going to wing the three points. <laughs> We're winging it. We're winging it today. Uh, and then we have a totally unbiased judge, uh, John. So, and then he's going to decide for all the Legion community uh, who, is, who is the winner. That is a lot of responsibility. All Absolutely. of the Legion community. All of them. Who all I of forget the, all of them. about to disagree. <laughs> I forget all who is arguing... <laughs> yes, you must all listen to any thoughts and advice that we give. Whoever is <laughs> arguing glorious, I already forget. If you want to bribe me now uh, so that you can potentially have a result that goes in your favor, because I'm completely unbiased. Uh... <laughs> How does a Nova Open 2022 pin sound? Oh. That's pretty Ooh. substantial. I'll take that. There we go. All right. See? You've already lost, Corey. It's a FOMO pen. I wish I uh, was there. Uphill battle for me now. <laughs> Gee, thanks, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> John, who do you want to hear from first, Glorious or Inglorious? Uh, I'm going to go Glorious. I'm anxious to find out Damn. what is good about these guys because I don't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brendan, take it away. All right. So, Rebel Pathfinders are glorious, number one, because they're a very thematic unit. We, we like, you know, I always bring up how thematic units are. Um, they, they do things that you would expect based on uh, the movie. They, uh, they infiltrate, they you know, have some decent courage, they, they make use of being shot at and trying not to get killed. Um, with the the danger sense and dauntless which is great so with the danger sense three they can choose to remove their suppression tokens and when defending against range attacks they can roll extra defense die for each suppression token they have up to you know three uh, if they have three suppression which is great to increase their survivability i mean they're rolling white surging defense dice but now you can roll extra dice to help you uh, and something not everybody always realizes is D 
Danger Sense can even help take care of Pierce. Uh, so it's like the, the lighter version of Impervious. So it, it gives you a little bit extra survivability if you've got good white defense dice, which is pretty nice. And then obviously they've got some extra suppression, so it's really nice to have Dauntless on them because if they're suppressed and not panicked, you can take more suppression to make them a little bit more survivable and perform free move actions, which is, you know, great. They're taking suppression. They don't mind it so much because you can still have them, if you need to, double move somewhere just by taking more suppression as long as they're not panicked. And infiltrate is a great keyword. Um, I mean, it lets you deploy anywhere on the table beyond range three of enemy units. That, that could really be huge on objectives like recover the supplies. It could really give you an advantage or it could, if somebody's not thinking about you infiltrating, you could drop them at an angle where they've got a perfect line of sight on some snipers potentially. Uh, not to mention, you know, things like breakthrough. If somebody's not deploying well enough, you can just deploy them right in the other deployment zone and automatically have a scoring unit as long as they survive. <laughs> uh, now, as for the heavy weapon upgrades, nobody I've seen really takes PAL, even though he's the cheaper of the two options. I, I think, you know, if you've got the points, he's great because he adds an extra red die into their attack pool. And if you're running multiple Pathfinders, Inspire 1 isn't necessarily a bad thing to have if they're not near your commander. Because they're going to get suppression, but you don't want them to panic. So having somebody who can help take a little extra off is not a bad thing. Most people take Biston, though. And uh, apparently there's a whole church about the, uh, Biston. So uh, shout out to the, the Church of Biston. Right, do you but, subscribe to the uh, Church of Biston? <laughs> I don't, because I don't play Rebels. Uh, I mean, I have some of them assembled, but I haven't gotten around to actually painting or playing them yet, because I am horrible at painting faces. So Rebels are very much on the last of the list. Nice. Uh, <laughs> but um, Biston is a really good model. You're already surging to hit. You're throwing five more dice into this attack pool, uh, at, and at range three, I mean, we're talking a full squad is throwing 13 dice, if my math is correct, which is a lot of dice for one squad to be throwing out. Uh, not to mention the impact one and ion one is a great little deterrent. It's not amazing, but, you know, it lets you get a little extra in on some armor or some droids and potentially you know, limit some activations that normally wouldn't be so limited. Um, and then, you know, the uh, free armament upgrade with the configs, all right, you can make them a little bit more survivable because they have a range four shooting option uh, and both their heavy options have range four guns. Or if you need them to pack a little extra punch, you have the short range to be throwing some red dice. Um, the few times I've played against Rebel Pathfinders, I found them to be very annoying to try and kill because of the danger sense. Uh, and if they're also in heavy cover, you know, it makes them a lot tougher to kill. Um, especially if the dice are hot for, for defense. 
and even if you just take them naked, they're a pretty survivable unit for only 56 points. They, they can do a lot for you in an army. That's all I got for now. Alrighty. Well. Well, well, well. Church of Biston. Time to burn this mother down. <laughs> the, the congregation of five people. <laughs> that's right you Alrighty, can count sorry them on one hand <laughs> sorry i'm trying to no, be unbiased good. here sorry Alrighty, no problem so um brendan you brought up good points um i guess i won't like i won't try and counter argue i'm just gonna bring up some of my points because uh, i feel opposite of what you just said <laughs> so <gasps> gasp um so i think infiltrate is a trap most of the time i like infiltrate on imperial units or something with red armor uh, or maul right because maul can infiltrate um you have a lot more survivability in case you like royally mess up your infiltrate pathfinders like again use your best judgment but usually never works out the way you want it to. If you dive too far into your into enemy lines, you're just going to be picked apart. Um, so most of the time in my experience, whenever I play against Pathfinders, it ends up being like a Scout 2 or Scout 3 move, um, which is not nothing, but it's not like, whoa, this is crazy. This is so good. <laughs> so that's just been my experience against the Pathfinders Infiltrate specifically. Um, and then to tackle the Church of Biston, I mean, we all know what it does. It's a gigantic slot machine and it's a slot machine that does worse at range four. So you're like kind of incentivized to go at range three to like really open up. Um, but like when you get into range three, you open up yourself to more firepower from the enemy. And I know you have danger sense, but. Danger Sense 3 doesn't feel great with today's dice pools being pretty large. Um, it's a good keyword for getting one or two hits uh, while you're fully charged. Like, if they end up with, like, one crit over the heavy cover or, like, two after heavy, right? It's it's a pretty good Danger Sense roll. But the bigger dice pools, I don't, I don't think you're going to do well. Um, like, I like Biston a lot because, like, I like slot machines, but I hate the fact that it exhausts. Uh, and I know Cassian is there to, like, help him out, like, the one time to, like, get a free recover, but that's just, like, the one time. It's, it just feels bad. In my opinion, it feels bad to have them just, like, sit there, recover, shoot most of the game if that's the role you intend them for. And if you want that role for them, they cost, like, uh, 84 points and I feel like that's 84 points that could be spent better and like less slot machine-y if that makes sense there are some great rebel characters that you could just take instead I mean if you want to I, I know it's not the same role but like Chewie's at 90 points so like that's 6 points more and he, he actually does something for your army Cassian is 90 points and well without his upgrades and like he's sitting there sniping a bunch of people so like that's a character that does something i feel like 
the combination of like infiltrate and their courage value of two is probably going to get them in trouble most of the time because I've, it's it's like a it feels like a trap to just keep stacking suppression on for to supercharge danger sense because you're still only going to get most of the time the one action. So those are those are my thoughts on these uh, Pathfinder boys. Valid thoughts. Any uh, you want to give any pushback, Brendan, or should we just hand it over to John to burn this church down? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I will say one thing I didn't state that, you know, does make them even more survivable early on is with the extra two points giving them duck and cover. Because, you know, if they don't have any suppression, you can then immediately give them some extra suppression to activate Danger Sense sooner. Uh, but obviously, your point of them not wanting all the suppression is, yeah, I mean, suppression's not great. Um if the rebels had somebody like a commander vader uh i think that you know they'd be amazing yeah i, I don't think i agree any, any debate about that um you know so obviously the uh, workaround is you bring a rebel officer have them die and then make sure chewbacca's enraged and you're set i was gonna say either that or just or just throw it on luke luke skywalker jedi knight (laughs) i mean like a courage bubble of eight is no joke yeah yeah so yeah i mean throw a a gin in there also with her courage bubble of three which is pretty good i mean again it's it's thematic that's really what the pathfinders are you know, they, they go in, they soak up the suppression, hopefully allowing the rest of your army to actually succeed at whatever is trying to be done. I don't think I can argue that. They are definitely thematic. Definitely thematic. Yeah, the, I mean, it, it, I don't think I've seen a game yet where they don't die. So, yeah, thematic. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the ending of Rogue One. Uh yeah, I, so a couple things. I was taking some notes and running some stats just because I was curious um, by the size of the dice pool. So I'll give you guys some numbers, and the numbers will paint the picture of the decision. So I did uh, Pathfinders with Biston. So no upgrades, 86 points. Brendan's already fallen asleep, so I'll talk fast. <laughs> I like, I like the look when I say, I'm going to go through some numbers, and then everyone's eyes gloss over. Uh, so uh, it'll be quick. So 86 points, range 3, 12 white, 1 black with an aim, 5.9 hits. Range 4, which I feel like that's where you need to be, because I think when you guys get, or when you put these guys in range 3 of things, they just basically... They become a juicy 86-point kill point target. Um, so at range 4, 4.4 hits with the aim, 8 white, 1 black. And then comparable units to that that I looked at were Pike with the DLT, um, or whatever the, the Pike gun is. The dis- Not the Disruptor, but yeah. The Disruptor. Uh, I looked at Rebel DLT, Rebel Captain DLT, and then Rebel Vets. Uh, the Pike, 64 points, 4.7 hits, so that's better than the Pathfinders. 
a DLT without a captain, 4.8, better, better than the Pathfinders. DLT with the captain, 5.4, better than the Pathfinders. And Rebel Veterans, 74 points, 5.0. So pretty much all four of those units have better hits on average for 15 to 20 points cheaper uh, than the Pathfinders do. So you're paying a premium for Infiltrate, which like Corey said, I think that puts you in trouble more often than not and the danger sense is nice but i always feel like these guys get one-shotted so that never has a chance to really like charge up if you know what i mean um so i just think for 4.4 hits at range four which is going to be you know 2.4 saves after heavy cover unless you really get something out in the open or I've seen a couple cool cases where people infiltrate them like at the very top of a building where they're pretty much never going to be able to jump down, but they're going to be in heavy cover the whole game. Um, that can be interesting because then when you try to take pot shots at them, like it starts charging up the danger sense. But for the most part, kind of like Brendan was saying, I've never seen them survive a game. And at 86 plus points, because then you're going to potentially put some upgrades on them. I just don't think they're worth it when you have this whole other um, plethora of options in the Rebel faction between Vets, DLTs, and now Pikes. So I'm going to go Inglorious. Sorry, Brendan. (laughs) Makes sense. The the, the one thing I was going to bring up, because... um, is if you have the points for Rebel Pathfinders and you want to bring a special forces that does something similar, I think you'd bring a full commando squad with a sniper because they're eight points cheaper and you've got low profile. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. I think the low definitely. profile will do more for you than the Danger Sense 3. Oh, I didn't even consider that, but yes. <laughs> and then, John, <laughs> you, brought up a, you, you brought up an interesting comparison I thought of in my head when you... When you were mentioning that when people throw up throw a Pathfinder unit up on a tall building and it just sits there at range four, would you rather have that or an FD? And I think my answer is an FD. <laughs> because the FD turret's cheaper, shoots farther, and probably more reliably most of the time. Yeah. So like that was an interesting thought I had too. Like if you're using them for that role, th- there's already something like that. I will say that the I mean, it, at least with the Pathfinders, they could infiltrate to a decent position. While true. FD only has that special ability on rapid reinforcement. True, very true. But either way, I think is still good debate. Thank you, Brendan. Thank you, Corey. Thank you, John. Very nice. Nicely done. An uphill the Nova, battle. The Nova pin didn't help you out. I'm sorry. I will allow you to I'm keep it. I'm going to keep it then. <laughs> it's mine. I'm. It, it no was take back upon my winning. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 craziest thing is this whole. I was I was playing around on uh, Tell Me the Odds, which is how I run my stats, and I was looking at Tabletop Admiral. And when you look at the cards, they're still printed with the original cost, and it is shocking to me that Rebel Pathfinders, when they released. The original point cost was 68 points. Uh, now it's 56 base, but <laughs> 68 points for a four-model white save unit just seems, like, insane to me. Well, I mean, like, that makes sense. It was the first infiltrating unit 
I think I think the first in the game. So they were like, well, let's not break the game. <laughs> so I think they skewed on caution rather than like, you know, I don't I can't find the words, but yeah, they just they just ended up skewing on on caution yeah, rather I'd than like yeah, aggressively costing s- it. Yeah, I'd always prefer to see a new release be a little over-costed rather than a little under-costed, uh, especially if it's some new keywords. Um, you know, otherwise we have situations like R2-D2, who went through two points erratas and went up by 10 points each time. Because he, oh, yeah. he was only 35 yeah, 35. Points. Cheapest activation around. <laughs> I do not miss that at all. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Alrighty, well, I appreciate it, gentlemen. It was a lot Very of fun nice today. Job, you guys. If yeah. you guys did not think our judgment was correct, well, uh, we want to hear about it. How about you guys send us an email at swlingloriousblasters at gmail.com. You can like our page on Facebook. Search for The Inglorious Blasters, a Star Wars Legion podcast. Follow us on Instagram at swlingloriousblasters. And then uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel as well or your preferred podcasting app. We are on all the major ones, and if we're not on your favorite one, please let us know. Consider giving us a rating and, re- and maybe leave a review. It would really help us out. Additionally, if you want to reach out to us more regularly than by email, feel free to join our Discord. Uh, you can find it on most of our homepages on the various podca- uh, podcast apps. Uh, if you're having trouble finding it there, you can always find it on our Facebook or reach out to us via email and I'll be happy to email you a link to it. We're also on the main Legion Discord uh, with our names followed by Inglorious Blasters. And with that, I think we can land this ship, gentlemen. Stay glorious, everyone. I'm Corey. I'm John. I'm Brendan. Don't die on a beach. <laughs>